Hey, Nick, you're here. Thanks for coming. I'm here. Thank you very much. Check out theflans.com, my new website. This is really what you're here for. You're just here to plug your own shit. I just fixed up the website. It's going to be great. What's the website? The Flans, as in multiple Flans, which leads in, I think, to one part of this Q&A we got. Yeah. Uh, T-H-E-F-L-A-N-S dot com, the same as my Twitter handle, The Flans. Aboot, Nick. I've got an Aboot page. Got some videos up. Comedy videos, wrong hole videos, lyrics. What's, what's an Aboot my bio, but we wrote Is that how to say up? Yeah, it's like a Canadian reference. A B O O T. A B O O T. I I refuse to say about like that. A bot. That's how you're supposed to say it in America. <laughs> a bot or a bait. A bait. That's Australian, isn't it? Yeah. Don't even get me started on Australian. Oh, you've I'll done do your accent. Australian accent, which is flawless many times on this podcast. It actually has become relatively flawless. I can just do it. And it's just like, I just get right into it, and it's actually pretty good at this point. To a Canadian's ears, like myself, uh, it sounds flawless. Probably, but to an Australian's pair of ears... Cursed ears. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> it, like... To an Australian's orc-like ears. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I think this guy's knocking me. <laughs> I've got to turn the podcast off, guess I'm a bit of stand-up. Turn the podcast off. What That's a lot of work. I don't think I will. <laughs> George. They kind of turned into a Ringo star voice. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, we're here, guestless, for this episode because it is the annual, well, we did this 13 months ago, uh, Q&A episode where we um, ask people on social media to ask us questions Regarding the podcast. And it was looking scary for a while. Inevitably, there'll be questions about, you know, my band and what we're doing and where we're touring. And, uh, I mean, that really, to be honest with you, thank you for those questions, by Mm -hmm. the way. And they're always asking us if we're going to tour in their parts. But to make a podcast interesting, that those are not questions to use. I got Um, some weird questions for you, too. The the few that I got were very depressing. Right. You posted to your friends on Facebook, right? My 3,000 friends. Your 3,000 intimate (laughs) friends. Yeah. Um, Well, okay. So I posted this morning on Instagram. We've been posting on Twitter for the past couple of days. And we've we've, we've, uh, managed to uh, collect um, quite a number of questions. Uh, Some of them are interesting, actually. This should be good. Yeah. So uh, without further ado, let's start the Q&A episode. Now. Oh, Jesus. The Tango Joe's podcast is the best around. They play the kid as Tango's go out to love for free. I'm so glad I like to stop time. Give me in from fuck time. Stop playing hang time. Why well, may I have to tell you, the Tango Joe's podcast are the best podcast me ever hear in my life. Me and my girlfriend, them love to get around the computer and listen every single episode. It's fantastic. You know, so them turn me on to so much exciting rock and roll band, rock and roll people, and some funny ass comedian. Yo, Nick Flanagan hilarious. And love to hear it up with Danko. What? You never hear Danko Jones podcast before? How are you there? Yeah, What kind of rock you live under? Drop everything you do and go and go listen right now. Better yet, why you not make me come with you and listen? 
me hear every episode already, but you don't know so it sound even better the second time around. Inspirational, educational, motivational, Danko Jones Podcast. Fierce. The Danko Jones Podcast is simply superb, splendidly fine, wonderfully wild, very divine. All right. Wow, we really did just start the Q&A episode. You have no idea of people at home. We just really did the intro, and now we're just starting it. Let's start. Well, I don't know. There's there's various mediums on the internet that we we threw this out to. So let's oh, start. We're really with, just hopping right into the Q&A. What do you want to talk about? Isn't there normally a thing where we're like, hey, man, how's it going? And you're like, hey. hey. What have you been up to, Nick? Well, as you know, thank you for asking. Oh, <laughs> let's just do the Q&A. <laughs> Let's get to the questions. All right. Well, <clears throat> on Twitter, Nikki DeWin, the fake first name. person Clearly who asked, name. at Nikki DeWin, who asked us a, a question, was, after touring so much, what makes you keep going, considering you just flew into Vienna for one show and now back to Canada? Now, that, obviously, that's... Dango uh, Jones' question. Yeah, that's me. What makes you keep going? So I can quickly answer that. Finan- so you're not bored, Nick. Financial need. Can I make a <laughs> can I make a posit that theory? Um, that as well, but also it's fun to do. Um, who doesn't want to fly into Vienna and uh, play with Saint Vitus and Turbo Negro and uh, Muse and then fly home? Um, so that's what we did just a couple of days ago, and um, we're flying back out in a couple of days How to it? Switzerland. How it was, was great. The show? I got to meet and hang out with Dave Chandler of St. Vitus. Cool. And we played with them and hung out with uh, the Turbo guys. Well, mm. talked to them for briefly. Talked to the Hives guys briefly. They played as well that day. But the thing about the Rock in Vienna, which is an incredible festival, and it's three days. We were the middle day. The day before us, though, was Metallica, which is one of my favorite bands. Mm-hmm. Faith No More and Body Count How were and Faith no Testament. More? We didn't we didn't play that day, oh, so I would have loved to. Heard have, about yeah. the show. Yeah. And then the day after was Kiss. Oh, and Opeth, and uh, that this, would have been this great is the too. curse of touring, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, but I mean, still, we played with the Hives, Muse, Turbo Negro, Saint Vitus. It was a great day. Trigger Finger. Uh, I'm forgetting a lot of other bands, but anyways, it was fun. Let's move on to the next question. All right. At Chunky. J.R. Fake at name. Chunky Jr., which his real name is Gary Graham. Okay. What city in Canada is the best to play in front of? I'll throw that to you, Nick, since you <laughs> have toured Canada in a band many times. Well, so have you. I feel like that question was probably more for you, but I will take it as a nice scrap of meat to put my teeth into and slowly get to the answer. What city is the best to play to? It really depends uh, on your your fan base sometimes. I mean, there's... Let's say for bands, my experience has been that Montreal is kind of like a pretty incredible place to perform music in because it's just a really great mixture of local people of all languages enjoying music and then also this huge college population, you know, and and, and everyone gets it. And it's really fun. That was with the punk rock style. Montreal bends itself yeah. to uh, lends itself to uh, punk rock, a great punk rock crowd. Yeah, they have such a but. But you know, you can go from Casa del Pueblo, Sal Rosa. I mean, the sheer amount of venues. In some ways, Montreal is the closest thing to like the level of venues that like Austin has in in the in in the U.S. You know, so 
that's a nice thing. And and actually, Quebec culture is really appreciative of rock music. So that's awesome. Okay. Um, so it would be Montreal. Montreal, St. John's. When you make it out to Newfoundland, that's a very special show to play. Um, you know, they're very welcoming and crazy crowds. And then I would just moving into comedy. Uh, it's got to be... I don't even know if I have an answer for that. <laughs> I've like played... I can't think of that many amazing. It really depends on what type of show it is. I feel like I've been furious at Toronto. Montreal, just for laughs. Well, yes, that's an amazing show to play, but actually Montreal is a little more of a difficult scene because of the uh, language aspect. You know, the barrier really falls away with music, but then when you go to like telling jokes, it's like a small scene, you know, so it can be harder. I, I've played great shows in Montreal. With, with comedy, but yes, Just For Last are some of the best memories, definitely, the, the Just For Last stuff I did. For us, we just finished a Canadian tour last uh, uh, this past April and uh, early May, um, and there were some standout shows, so mm-hmm. it's hard. It's, it's, um, I don't really want to point out cities because other cities get offended. But well, that's the thing. Over, right? the t- over time, I mean, the last, I'd say, 15 years, um, Winnipeg has definitely stood out for us. Mm, yeah, I never and, played that. Uh, Edmonton as well on this past tour. Edmonton, the Edmonton show was great. The Waterloo show was gr- great. Waterloo is actually one of my favorite places to do comedy and to do You were music. just there yesterday. Well, yeah, just this weekend. Waterloo is a, a special place, but doesn't um, it just depend? Vancouver, of course. I mean, you know. live music is or shows being good. Halifax was great. It's a great city. Uh, the East Coast is awesome. Moncton is cool. You and know? We, we both, pl- and our, on our Canadian tour, we both played together on the Toronto show. Uh, oh, yeah. Wrong hole open for us. Right. That was fun. Danforth, that was, that was a good, good I mean, time. a good Toronto show is a very special thing because you can just walk home afterwards if you live here. Yeah. Okay. It's not near your house. Then so moving on, because there's tons of questions. Nick. Tons of questions. Okay, more I questions. Get this one might not even make it in the final cut. At Rachendar. Fake name. Do you see you two doing another 100 episodes, and who would you like to have as a guest? Great podcast Good question. Classic question. On brand, on theme. Thank you, Rob. First half, I would say, yes, we're going to do another 100 episodes. All right. Second, locked in. Second half is, uh, who would you like to have as a guest? Who would be... Uh, someone you want on that you know maybe we've talked about behind the scenes or you just always wanted on it's really hard because I mean I love I want there to be a music guest who I'm around to interview for like for somebody who's like a big name because they're all big names that we talk to but a lot of the people we talk to I knew before let's throw this out let's throw out the name that the person you and I Rollins Part Two have been no have been talking about wanting to get on the podcast. Who you have uh, a one degree connection with, and we've been talking about it since like episode five. I mean, there's so many different no, people. No, Michael. Michael Sarah. Yeah, yeah. Michael Sarah would be really fun. When and I've met Michael Sarah, I've really enjoyed his uh, disposition. We've talked about trying to get him humor. On. Yeah. It so would be yeah, Michael Sarah would be cool. amazing. Yeah. Michael Sarah would be great. I mean, any of the comedy people. You know, that that's it. Is like there's the rock people, which is great, you know, and that's a whole list. Like it Yeah, would be that's am- so endless. It's so endless, but it would be so amazing just having like a comfortable conversation with But Michael Sierra like, was someone who we talked about going, Can we we can maybe really get this? Guy. I'd love to have him. So let's throw it out. Mark Marin, you know, like yeah, would be, be very amazing. interesting, you know. Uh like 
Andy Candler was a blast. It would just be great. You know, there's so many comics I think are great. I would love to have Todd Berry on. I would love that to have... That would be amazing. I'd love to have, you know, somehow the on-cinema people would be the funniest thing. <laughs> I, you know... I've been you revisiting. Could, you could get Neil Hamburger on this. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't do podcasts. Greg Neil Turkington? Hamburger. Neil Hamburger is not on any podcast. Okay. He's, he has a no podcast rule. Greg Turkington does on cinema. I don't know if you could get Heidecker and Turkington out of on cinema. All right. Well, there. There you go. Um, at Mac Column. For the first, he asks, or she asks, for the first time, I just supported a couple of pledge slash GoFund campaigns for bands. Would you ever do that? I don't know what that question is. Is that meaning would we support campaigns or <laughs> would I would we as a band make a, a GoFundMe or a campaign? podcast? Right. Um, personally speaking, I have supported a Kickstarter campaign for mm-hmm. a friend, mm-hmm. and I thought it was a, a well what worth cause, and it was um, Bruce LaBruce's Gentrophilia. Um, oh, cool uh, movie. Which uh, in the end, I got. Uh, a copy of the the D, it on DVD. That was that was what I pledged for. Yeah. Well, that that's the beauty of those is as much as they are seem like charity or something, they're actually more like ways to pre-order. It's a know? weird gray area. Yeah. I, I feel like it's charity if we do it, but if someone like Bruce does it, I don't feel like it's charity. I think it's something that needs to be um, supported. But I think for certain types of releases that you could do, like a Things like the Banter album, things like B-sides, you know, covers, records. There is a question of trying to gauge interest, you know, just by having one of these things. Right, yeah, because then it doesn't move forward if nobody's going to pledge. Yeah, and then you go home, you cry, <laughs> have a wank. So I, I see it, yeah. Um, I hope we answered that question, but we just have so much we're going to keep going. My answer also oh. would be I would do anything for money. <laughs> All <laughs> so right. Hook it up. At the Kumanab, fake name, uh, asks, tell us about your live experience in Asia. If you ever had, I'm from Japan. Do you have any memorable stories? Nick, have you ever performed in Asia? Cool, cool question. Brutal nights ever go? No. We, the closest thing we ever got were letters. Like MySpace messages from Indonesian people about and Malaysian people, etc. Like um, about bootlegging tapes of ours. Okay, so <laughs> which was way cool. That's and we cool. always wanted to, and we played with some Japanese bands. And I feel like if we'd stuck around, probably would have done like a Japanese tour and, and managed to work that out. But we didn't. Um, my experience uh, in Asia, uh, touring wise, has been only Japan. We went and we played the Fuji Festival. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. And every year, um, I send an email to our manager and I say, "When the hell are we going back to Japan?" Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a great time. Um, and then I kind of, in a roundabout way, charted in Japan last year when I was on Marty Friedman's Inferno album that charted over there in Japan and I did two guest spots yeah. on the album so I've kind of I kind of was on the charts in Japan last year but anyways that doesn't that's about I it I would love to go in Japan I'd love to perform in Asia I have friends who are now in Singapore and they performed in Malaysia and they're doing in Thailand they're doing stand up that would be amazing Obviously, it'll be primarily expats. And I've is been to Bangkok, and it was Fucked great. Up Follies? The guys from Fucked Up? N- fucked Up Follies? No. It's not It's not a fucked up comedy tour. There's a second half to this question. Mm. 
And also, he asks, or she asks, is there any possibilities to reissue Teen Cred Combo's Judgment Night 2 on CD? Oh, yeah, I saw that question. Um, it would be amazing. I don't even know if we ever did it on CD. I feel like it was a vinyl-only release by Deranged years ago. But this is a great place to announce that Teen Cred Combo is reissuing Judgment Night Soundtrack Part 2 on iTunes very soon through Deranged. So all you need to do is download it, burn it to a CD, you've got the CD version of it. So that's the closest we'll get to a CD release is you can get it all, you'll be able to get it on iTunes ideally, you know, within the next month. Great. Yeah, that's actually a good scoop. Good news. Yeah, I forgot about that. We're totally working on it. Okay, Joe Buffett asks, are they so named after the popular dessert? Were they mm-hmm. heavily influenced by Zeppelin's custard pie? Sure. And when he said they, I got confused. Well, yes. But he means you. He means me, but he thinks that because my name on Twitter is The Flans, that I am a band called The Flans, right. I'm pretty sure. So you are Nick Flanagan. On Twitter, you are at The this Flans. Is, this is somebody, this is my favorite thing to do when somebody, like, this is literally making it about yourself where you take... The name someone says, and then don't think anything about what it may mean or be, and just kind of improvise what it is. But thank you for even involving me. Uh, what's the question? Am I a dessert? No, I'm just Nick Flanagan. People called me the Flans a while ago. Uh, for some reason, I once had the Twitter handle Nick Flanagan, and I changed it to X Flans X, which was my name in bands like eight years ago. Then I thought that was silly because I didn't really want that to be my entire life Twitter handle. So the Flans, I thought of that guy, the Sulk, Alex Sulkin, and I just kind of like All right. took that. At underscore the <laughs> underscore Swede, what are, asks, what are your favorite albums? It's a pretty big question. So many that genres. Could take up a whole episode. Could be so photos. Can we whittle it down to one album? What's your favorite album? It doesn't have to be oh, number one. harder. Out what of is your it? top 50 favorite albums, what's one of them? Oh my God! There's so many Man. difficult records. Plus, I mostly listen to music now, just in Appetite Grand Theft Auto when I like get in a car. <laughs> so, Appetite for Destruction or uh, or a Dookie? Yeah, Dookie. Uh, maybe uh, Graduation. <laughs> uh, like one this album. This is going to sound so embarrassing. It's going to take forever. Let's just say like the entirety of like ABBA. <laughs> Best of like every right. ABBA best of sure is probably pretty unbeatable if you think about it. When it gets to the depressing songs, I'm really all about "Winner Takes It All" as a song. The winner takes it all. So let's say just ABBA's okay best of. And uh, <laughs> because I just finished his book, I'm gonna say "Walking on the Razor's Edge" by Helix. Oh wow! I just so finished Brian Volmer's Helix album. Yeah. It's the greatest just, album. Of all time. I just finished Brian Volmer's uh, autobiography. <laughs> so. Um, so there you go. I mean, that's a big, one of the great, greatest musical debates is ABBA versus Helix. Yeah. Who's, who's better? <laughs> These are the kinds of discussions you only get on this podcast. Yeah. Okay. At Rondal77 asks, do you think you'll ever tour the Southern States in the USA? Lots of fans down here. I think that's for you, for our band. Yeah. Absolutely. We will. Um, as of right now. Our song "Do You Want to Rock" is number thirty-nine in active rock on in America. So that means we should be going down there soon, sometime. I mean, um, our our schedule is kind of charted out for us till the end of the year, but definitely 
we're gonna we're gonna be touring the states. The sometimes. winner takes it all. The loser has to fall. Oh, at it's simple and it's plain. <clears throat> okay, at underscore the underscore Swede asks another question. Favorite guitar? How many do you have? Okay, that's obviously for me because you don't play guitar. I don't Nick. play any instruments. My favorite guitar is an SG. It's what I play at home. It's what I've always played at home even though I was playing tellies and explorers on stage. Now I play SGs because I said, screw it. It's a very temperamental, fragile guitar to play live the way I play music. Um, so it's, it's, you know, sometimes it, it's, it's been hard, but uh, it's my favorite guitar to play. Gibson How SG. many do you have? How many SGs do I have? I think I have only about four. I mean, considering some guys have like 100 guitars. What was your first guitar? First guitar was a was a Stratocaster, um, which I don't own one Stratocaster anymore. Um, but my favorite guitar is SGs. Uh, anyways, at Jar of Tripsis asks, other than ACDC, favorite Australian band Nick. <laughs> uh, is ACDC even your favorite Australian band? I, I, I've I don't been think actually no. getting. I've been getting. Right back into ACDC lately. Power Edge and for those about to rock. We're, I've, we're, Power Edge is probably the best album. Oh my God, it's so good. But for those about to rock is a little underrated. I mean, not Absolutely. overrated, <laughs> but, but it's like kind of in that world of both, you know? But it's because it's got some cuts on it besides, you know, the, the obvious. The obvious. Yeah. Um, okay, so besides that, uh, scientists are amazing. Um, they're Australian. Um, Saints. Saints are great. Uh, the, oh my god, Total Control are, are a great new band. I think they might be New Zealand, though. Birthday um, Party. Birthday Party is actually Australian bands. It's a freaking long list. Rose you know? Tattoo. Yeah, and I'm not even... I'm actually like blanking on one of I know that there's like a favorite Australian band that is like completely, completely escaping me right now. Portal are an incredible black metal band. Yeah, and what's crazy is like I'm not going to do my Australian voice during this question. But uh, great question. And Greek, Greek Christian, Greek right. Christian. Now we move on to Instagram. Hello. I'd like to thank you for the question. The Detsons are most likely the finest band to ever exit Australia. When I when I first uploaded the the thing on Instagram, okay. there's, there's a couple of people who wanted to know if we were playing St. John's. Run MKS wanted to know. One of the best places to play. Uh, Live Life Filthy wanted to know when we'll be doing a next U.S. tour. Uh, Ander, Bo- Ander Bo Simon wanted to know if we're headlining a tour in Europe next summer. Um, all of those questions, hopefully, that's my answer. Um, and then there's one E at Asso asks, greatest music video, seeing as you have made some very nice music videos, I must assume you have some favorites, so which are they? For me, my favorite video of all time has to be We Gotta Know by the Cro-Mags. And yours? <laughs> oh my god, that was, there's like a death count to that video. Really? Yeah, a man like uh, snapped his neck and was paraplegic after that in in the oh, pit for geez. that video. So rethink it. No, you don't have to rethink it. Mine would be uh, "Didn't Kill My Brother" by Alexi Sale. Mine would be <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else is there? You got "Push" by Moist. J- J.K. Not that one. Um, uh, JK, JK guys, JK. Um, just can't, just can't stop the sarcasm. But um, the one I watched most recently, I actually had a crazy YouTube party with my friend on Friday, where uh, that's a thing. 
Well, it wasn't a party, and it wasn't crazy, but we watched <laughs> music videos that we watched we were a clip. I watched some different music videos that uh, from with the him 90s. looking over your shoulder. It was a woman with me. She was very tall, feminist, <laughs> and what was the clip? Nick? It was that <laughs> Chemical Brothers video with Sofia Coppola as the gymnast, which I can't actually remember the name of the song right now. Uh, but it's uh, it's a really neat video. It might be Michelle Gondry. It might be Spike Jones because Sofia Coppola is in it. It might even be a scope. So maybe Sofia Coppola directed it. But it's a really neat video. It's and it's sort of verite. And then also, praise you like I do. I should or whatever is that video with with Spike Jones. Like there's so many awesome music videos out there. I could keep going. I mean it's it's a great. It it had it kind of peaked as a genre. I feel. 90s, 2000s, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah I agree. But, uh, you know, Daft Punk, there's like some amazing videos. Oh, my God. Oh, actually, that's my current favorite album is Daft Punk Random Access Memory. I can't get enough of it. It's that's amazing. Good. I like the records. Yeah. Um, Gabrachak74 asks, Real your good. opinion about Opeth? And obviously, that's for me. And I love Opeth. Uh, Michael Ackerfeld was a guest on this podcast early on, back in 2012. Go back uh, to the, uh, go through the episodes, the year earlier episodes. He's there. Him and I uh, sat down at Vakken Open Air in 2012 to talk about, I don't know, The Elder by Kiss, I think. And anyways, um, the Mediocredge D. God, I hope Fake I'm name. saying these right. When's next? The Mediocre DJ. No, JD. Mm-hmm. The mediocre... Oh, the mediocre JD. There we go. When When's next Gronalund concert? We miss you, lads. Uh, hope, whenever they ask, we will go to Gronalund and play. And that's my, uh, that's my answer. Um, There's going to be a similar answer for all of these questions that are like, when are you coming to the place? Yeah, yeah right? exactly. Um, Gabrachak74 asks again... Yeah. Two two more questions by this person. What's your musical guilty pleasure? I have no guilty pleasures because guilty pleasures are for A and R's at major labels and what do you mean by that? Hipsters. Oh, for people who have like shame for what they like. Yeah, I, I I have no shame for what I like. I like what I like. I'm pretty confident with my musical listening. Screw everyone who doesn't. But on the other hand, no. Let's just talk about it for one second. You said ABBA. Well, that's not a guilty pleasure. Right, I, but for I, a lot of people, that would be no. That's high quality songwriting. I mean, let's say, what, I, you know, let's say I want to hear the Bad Touch by that? Bloodhound Gang. Okay, so what? But I'm at they're a fine. They cool put on a show. great show. What if I'm? What if Kid Rock fuck off with Eminem featuring Eminem comes on? I'm like, this is such a cool song. But I'm. I mean, I don't. These aren't guilty pleasures. I don't actually feel that much guilt. There, but because you know, it really relates to nostalgia half the time, anyway. So it doesn't even. Uh, Les Miserables, love that musical. I mean, none of this I feel guilty about. Neither do I. I love the yeah. My Fair Lady soundtrack, and I listen to it at least once a month. You know what we should feel guilty about? This is what we should feel guilty, guilty listening to. Phil Spector, <laughs> R. <laughs> Kelly. Like, these are the guilty pleasures. People who are literally guilty okay, people. I'll give that you we'll that. To. Michael Jackson, maybe, you know. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll yeah. give you that. But that's guilty pleasures. Uh, you know. That's different, but that's a new definition. For, I think his question and a White lot of power people, music. Yeah, for his question and a lot of people, guilty pleasures mean like, ooh, I'm listening to this like Taylor Swift or Shake One Direction. Yeah, like who cares if it's, it's a good like, song? I don't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. When the 
you know, there's so many examples of, of that all just being not mattering. If like, I, I think, Hey there, Delilah is an annoying song, but I do think it's a good song also, you know, mm-hmm. so it's hard. So I have no shame. Basically, I mean, I have so much shame, but musically, it's like, what's the point? Everyone is going to knock everything. And so. then he asks, a tour in Mexico. Yeah, just whenever we get a chance. We'd love to go. We've never been. Uh, Metal, oh gosh, Metal H. Vactech Big name. Asks, who are some of your most influential bands? I mean, Nick, I'll throw it out to you. <laughs> yeah, singer-wise, who, who do you take from? Um... I think I'm actually like an awkward hodgepodge because of when I was born and grew up. So it's like there's a bit of like this melodic punk thing. There's a bit of uh, uh, grunge era stuff, you know. So so I would, so I'll pronounce words in an odd way that I don't actually pronounce them in. So you're basically saying Billy Joe Armstrong. I love no. I mean I love John Brannon. I think he's like oh. a huge inspiration. And that's one thing on the yeah. on the Damian Abraham podcast. I found out that John Brannon isn't actually John Brannon on Twitter. That's what you said. Oh, yeah. Somebody told me that. Yeah, but he is. It is him. Because he f- started following me. Yeah. Which it, I thought was so fucking cool. It is him, but it's like via a co-worker. This is what I was told. I can't uh, even remember who told me that, though. It's, that's kind of like Mark Arm from Mudhoney. I think it's the same thing. Yeah, like it's like basically John says like hilarious yeah. shit to his co-worker. And then... Um, and then the guy tweets it, and it's all just real quotes, you know, right. because he is that funny and that cool, and he says check it out all the time, you know. But uh, so, in case you haven't checked out the real John Brandon, I wish you followed me. He hasn't followed me. Let this be the way for him to follow me. Check well, it out. I'm, okay, so check it out. <laughs> is yeah. that your John Brandon? Yeah, kind of. I mean, John is like a huge influence and just also one of the first people I was kind of like, I can't believe I'm like at a golden griddle with this guy. Like, Oh, you've hung out with him. Well, my old band used to open for him. When I say he was an influence, I mean like he was someone who my friends loved, you know, and then would put on shows for, and then we would play with his later band, easy action in London and a few different places. So yeah, I met him and, and Harold Richardson, Ron from Necros and stuff. And I thought they were all great dudes. And, and, um, you know, uh, yeah, they've always been really supportive and it's, it's very cool, but I didn't even know negative approach. Like it's laughing. Hyenas. Yeah. The hyenas most are, influential yeah. in terms of like shredding your voice, but still being like a little rocker, oh, incredible vocals, you know? And then, um, I, I don't even know. There's like, it's a really weird mix, but Brandon is right up there in terms of being an awesome singer. So, all right, and then my, you, yeah. my my influential. I mean, it's pretty. I don't know. It's like it's hard. It's it the same stuff. I'll say uh, Kiss, ZZ Top, Black Flag, and um, I don't know. That's that pretty much. Well, yeah, like hearing good. Black Flag is another thing where you really get, especially because there's such a range of vocalists in Black Flag, but they all actually kind of hit the same different the same thing different ways you know and that's a great way of doing it i mean keith morris is huge right yeah but my i love flag well, rollins um and the rollins flags yeah rollins like, is just because it just got so crazy and weird i was just listening to slip it in today i want to ask him about that song why hasn't he gotten in trouble for that song in the new era well, you know what? If we ever, if we ever get in, or in his vicinity, we, you and I should tag team uh, Henry <laughs> we Rollins. Should tag team him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, oh you're what gonna, about? <laughs> is this a Rollins impression? I can't do it. 
Um, okay, Thomas Brolin asks. Real name. You haven't played, toured, and interviewed. You have. I think this is a just a spelling mistake. You have played, toured, and interviewed many different people and bands. But do you have any dream collaborations and interviews? Uh, Nick, your dream interview to get on this podcast. Well, we sort of already talked about yeah. that, but I mean, it would be amazing to have. You know, it would be crazy if we talked to like someone from Ween. You know, it'd be crazy if we talked to like like a real like a really fundamental rapper who we both were so crazy for like a ice like, tea ice tea would be not incredible you, not for, yeah that would ice be amazing. Tea would be amazing uh but i'm thinking also like a karis one you know would be like oh, insane that's pretty crazy. you know chuck d would be amazing yeah yeah you know uh the thing is though you know with i with a podcast i really think that when it's someone who you, we put on a pedestal so much, like Henry Rollins, or yeah. I always find I get really kind of tongue tied. Whereas with people like Damien and Wade and right, Brandon, no, you wind up having the free flowing conversations. But I kind of think that someone like, uh, like I've interviewed uh, none of the people I mentioned before, but I have interviewed a Buckshot from Black Moon, oh, who was wow. a huge influence, like one of my favorite rappers. And then also I interviewed Grandmaster Melly Mel once. And both of those interviews were about 45 minutes to an hour. because And these were for small articles. This was years ago when I was writing about it. And because they had so much to say, and they were very charismatic people, you know? And I think when they have that level, and you know, with rappers, you really are dealing with like, with the best of them, they have to be super charismatic, which, and they, you know, and people like Karis, when they're going to talk, you know, and I think Chuck D would be the same. So if there's a level of intellect and engagedness, you know, I think that you can get a good interview or a good podcast thing with those Love to have Chuck D on. He's one be of my crazy, heroes. crazy, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, getting into comedians for a second, I mean, it would be amazing. Um, I want to have another kids in the hall. I would love to have Sharpling and Worcester, one of those guys from from there. Another kid in the hall would be great. And I know we could have gotten Dave Todd Berry once. would be great. Because, well, but I was out of town. It would have been hard, but I mean, he probably would have gone for it if we could have, like, yeah. you know, done it. Okay. Kajeli67 uh, asks, biggest disappointments in rock? Um, that's a really big question. Um I I don't know. I it's the hard Lou Reed to say. album. Didn't you knock yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I've knocked a couple of Metallica things, but I only knock it down because I love that band so much. But that's the definition <clears throat> of disappointment. And I have I claim ownership on that band. Yeah, <laughs> as a fan. Yeah. Um, so I I don't know. Sorry, uh, that's such a big question. Um, <clears throat> we got to keep moving on. Run underscore MKS asks again. Who is the white whale interview of the podcast? The one guest you have to get. These, aren't these all the same question? Or no, the one guest maybe that got away or that we've been trying to get. We mentioned Michael Cera, yeah. But I will say that behind the scenes, <clears throat> usually we don't really talk like this. But behind the scenes, uh, we were supposed to. I was supposed to get um, Bill Gould from Faith No More uh, this last month when Faith No More were in town. Bill and I exchanged emails. He was into it. We exchanged texts. He was into it. And the day before the Toronto show in Detroit, their bus uh, didn't break down, but they got delayed and uh, we had to postpone it. That's someone who I've known for 14 years mm -hmm. and he, he, he's you know been a, a friend and fan of the band and uh, he's such a cool guy and it would have been great to meet up with him and talk about so many things. 
and uh, that's someone who we were supposed to get because he was so he was into it. The second uh, Scott Thompson is always a been hard. That's one a white whale. Yeah. You know. And then the other one is last week we were in Barcelona on a last minute gig, and uh, the day that we played in Barcelona was the day that I was supposed to do an interview or a podcast with Derek Green from Sepultura. Mm. So we've postponed that too. Derek was into it just as much as Bill was, and I've known Derek since. Yeah, for, for about 12 Simple years. Simple interview so. would be amazing. Yeah, so those are two that got away, but we'll get them eventually. And, of course, Jamie Jasta, who uh, we've talked about as well. But there's a couple of other people we've talked about that just kind of slipped through our fingers who are into it. Everyone's into it, who we approach. Doctor and the Medics. The guy from Doctor and the, Doctor from Doctor and the Medics would be a good interview. Oh, okay. Is that, does he wear makeup and look like Boy George? Is that the guy? Uh, is that the guy from Doctor Hook? No. Dr. Snuggles? No. Anyways. Um, okay, so there we go. You and the ones you have as guests on the podcast Dr. often Oak sounds Kurt. relaxed. Oh, sorry. This is Jonah Johansson. Often sounds relaxed and like you've been friends for a long time. Do you ever get nervous with some guests and hide your excitement? Have you been nervous? Um, nervous is the wrong word to use. I we definitely, like- my, I feel like I can't hide my excitement sometimes. Like with like, Andy Kindler, Scott Thompson. Kindler, Scott Thompson specifically. But that's because, for two different reasons, those guys actually are excitable and they always like really embrace conversation and topics. So I just kind of get in the spirit of that. I mean, obviously those are exciting people to have. Ron Sexsmith was very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Ron. Exciting because I didn't know if it was going to be exciting. Yeah, like Ron was really good. I think that's it is... For me, because I, I'm I'm definitely present for the ones that he mentioned that were more familiar, you know, people you're more familiar with. You know, Scott and Andy were people I knew, you know, Brent Weinbach, someone I know, you know, so so if I were there for Rollins, if I were there for, you know, any of the ones, Duff McKagan, that would be a bit more nervousness. But also, I don't know. It's always interesting who's going to leave you starstruck. I find it's actually a bit surprising. I once met Jerry Cantrell and was really starstruck. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know I was this impressed by Jerry Cantrell. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, if you could make an album. Oh, what about you? What? what? One nervous person. You didn't Oh, Henry there. Rollins. Okay. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, Brit, Brit Emmy asks if you could make an album with any other artist dead or alive who would it be I'd say Cliff Burton or Phil Linet who would you say um, that's a good question I don't know Adam Green <laughs> okay I'd love to just collaborate on a record with Adam Green uh, Morgan E. Evans asks how do you rock so hard um, I listen to music uh, a lot, I buy a lot of records how do you what? Rock so, Rock hard? so hard? I mean, That's this just feels a like it's more for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Danny underscore G underscore C asks a few questions. For the first one is, who is the person you were most nervous to interview? Oh, we just asked that. Yeah. Nick, same question. I said Henry Rollins. You I had a long-winded a thing. Yeah. Sort of um, said nobody. Then he asks, any plans to do another live podcast at a Toronto venue? Okay, we were it's actually going to do to that off, for yeah. episode 100. We were really going to do that. Damien, I asked um, Ian DeSaw from Billy Talent to be a part of it. We wanted to ask Wade, Brendan, Wade McNeil, Brendan Canning, Damien Abraham, the usual suspects. Even I wanted to ask Liam from the Cancer Bats. But in the end, I pulled the plug on it because uh, it was just too much. And schedule-wise, it was just, it was crazy. Yeah, it's hard to do a live podcast. I mean, even the ones that are all comedians are, like, difficult sometimes. Yeah. You know, then you have sound to think about. It's, it's tricky. But we should do it. 
Uh, at Senor Grek asks, will you Definitely be signing at the Bravola Festival in Sweden? I'm not sure yet. Uh, also, favorite pizza. My favorite pizza is a pepperoni pizza with mushrooms. Hawaiian. Like, oh, it's terrible. Or a margarita. Yeah, margarita. With a lot of okay. basil yeah. and yeah. garlic. Yeah, I like that too. And anchovies on my pizza too. No. Okay, Jess Margera. Real uh, 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 Jess from CKY, yeah. company band, Fuckface Unstoppable, <laughs> asks, did you pre-order all of Paul Stanley's new clothing line? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, what Post a great pre-ordered. reminder to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, I will be doing that. Solid wrist guards. Really nice wrist guards, headbands. Cufflinks, hopefully. Cufflinks, yeah, maybe. Um, bow ties. Yeah, monograms. Suspenders. Speedos, monocles. Know. Yeah, maybe canes. Show, Top hats. Like de- decorative canes. <laughs> um, argyle socks. Yeah. And Speedos. Speedos, lots of Speedos. Um, okay, how do you like rock in Vienna? Air nets. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> How do you like Rock in Vienna? Oh, this is from Tommy underscore ST. How do you like sort Rock in Vienna? Man. Did you have time to watch any other bands or some sites in the city? I think we answered that. I did see uh, St. Vitus. Did you go to the Freud Museum? Uh, is there a Freud Museum? N- uh, no. Did you go to the Sausage Factory? No. Then you did not experience Vienna. I mean, I've been there over a dozen times. But it was a great festival. You have not gone to a psychiatrist till you've gone to a psychiatrist in Vienna. <laughs> I recommend it. I'm starving. Me too. I'm so hungry. Are we done with the questions? Yeah. Awesome. This is our, now I can say it's our annual thing, right? Every 13 months we get together and answer a bunch of questions about where Danko may or may not be playing <laughs> in the next year or two. <laughs> And uh, I celebrate that. And thank you, everybody, for asking. Yeah, thanks and for the question. If questions. we didn't get to your question, I'm sorry. It was nice. The team card combo question made me feel good. Yeah. And uh, I, 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 you know, I tried to steer this more towards the podcast. Inevitably, there will be a... I got a question someone asked on my Facebook about whether your tongue ever got stuck. Stuck where? Yeah. That was just On a, on a jello pudding pop. Sure. Hmm. <laughs> um, are we done? Yeah. Thank you. This was um, really great to follow up the 100th episode. (laughs) Onwards and upwards. Upwards and onwards. Hey.